welcome back to another episode of Never Less Than Ill. I'm your host, Justin Ivey, and I'm here with the mastermind of Bros Who Think, Mr. Lyndon Burton. Lynn, how you doing, my man? Doing well, man. Excited for this episode. We got a good one for him today. Yes, we do. We're going to be uh, veering off the, our little path a little bit. Going to still be sticking to some hip hop, but we're going to talk about Space Goes Coast to Coast, one of my favorite shows of all time. And we're going to be talking about what the show meant to us, what it uh, what its legacy is, and how it influenced hip hop and Adult Swim for years to come. Yep, yep, yep. And just how important this show was, because I don't know if a lot of things look the way they do today without this show, hip hop included. So it, it does matter especially to the type of hip hop we like to talk about underground hip hop. The, the hip hop does, doesn't get its just due. And that's what this show in adult swim was all about. Absolutely. And uh, for this episode, we got my man, Brian Brown to join us for the, uh, for the talk. Brian's an amazing artist out of Nashville. He's been killing it for years. Uh, I think first EP I heard from him was uh, this one called uh 722. And this was like, maybe like, 2013 14 that around that time and uh, last year he dropped an album called journey truly one of the best hip-hop albums of the year if you haven't heard it you can go check it out on apple music but we're going to be having him on he's a big space ghost fan just like us so we're going to be talking with him all about space ghost coast to coast and one of the funniest and most influential shows out there so let's get right into it We're here with Brian Brown, one of the best. Hey. And we're talking space goes. Brian, how have you been, man? Dark. Uh, how have I been? That's such a loaded question. Because <laughs> like I, I haven't been I haven't been bad, but life in and of itself has its twists and turns. So for me lately, it's just been an adjustment period. And um understanding how to better um, appreciate and hold on to the opportunities that I get. And I guess what I mean by that is whenever something comes my way, whenever I get a blessing, instead of just like getting it and running with it, like really take the time to understand why I was, why I got it. How do I make it stretch and, go long and then how I usually let things last and shit like that. So um can't complain, but there's there's work to be done and there's an improvements to be made. But overall we here though. So you know all in all it is what it is, man. How y'all been? How you been, Mr. Ivy? Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lynn, this is my first time meeting you. How nice meet you, bro. Yeah, you feel me? I I know we popped up before we got on here. I gave Ivy the fucking like Grammy speech. So my no, bad. I had to let you get your stuff off, man. It ain't nothing. Well, how you how y'all been, man? Oh, but I've you know I've been good. Uh, you know, it's it, getting used to this life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. life and uh, but yeah, I mean, as, you know, as crazy as it's been, uh, it, you know, find find a little normalcy again. It's you know, it's been kind of nice. Big time. Hell yeah, man. And I'm I'm glad to hopefully be a part of that, like transition into some of that for sure, for sure. Lynn, what how's it been? I said been Lynn, good, come on, good, man. man. Can't complain. I've been good, you know. No, 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 no worries on my end. Like y'all said, it could be better, but I mean it is what it is. And in, in the words of like 
my one of my favorite things from Adult Swim, Cowboy Bebop. Whatever happens, happens, man. That's kind of it's kind of where I'm at. You a Cowboy Bebop fan? What? Man, look, I, 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 like, I know, I know. That's, that's, that's a lot. I know that's like asking is the sky blue. I know. I, I, I'm like, I'm upset. Like, is this Netflix thing gonna be, you know, good? I, I, you know what? Based off of what I've seen, it uh, looked bad. I, I, I think they've got a really good cast for it. I think, I think, like half of the half of the problem now is, especially with you know the way the culture is now, and. Rightfully so. Every race, denomination, belief, wanting some inclusion. It, 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 you can't, you can't fuck up the casting at this point. You know, there's too many good acts, good people, good resumes that are deserving of a chance to, you know, properly represent these love these artworks and these pieces that we always loved and appreciated from time to time or over time. And with something like Cowboy Bebop, which is a short series in and of itself, too, like the last thing you want to do with such a cult following and such like a, a a name in and of itself with it is like properly in, improperly represented. And I, I think at least if nothing else, the cast is going to be the cast. I, I like the cast a lot. So I like to everyone. Seen, I'm going to say this. I like everyone but Spike. I got. I don't know if I'm buying Harold from Harold and Kumar. That's the only one I like. Jed. I love Faye. I think Faye looks great. I think Jed looks cool because I'm. I'm glad they put a brother making him young. I, I think that fits. <laughs> but like, but like Spike. I've, there's a bunch of Asian actors that I feel could have gave Spike that just that right flair. You gotta, you gotta give. I'm gonna give him a chance, of, though. Yeah, give him a chance. But you also gotta understand they needed somebody that's gonna at least a name. You need a name that's gonna reel somebody in. He's not a bad actor either though I, I i will give him that so damn near i damn near need to go ahead and rewatch cowboy bebop just to like make sure i'm a truly truly be on board with it kind of like how you feeling which is based off like what i've seen from bebop the show and then the cast i'm like you know what it's not it's not you watch the trailer but not, yes, not and, and yes. not to go into a tangent justin my bad like, i was just making yes. sure okay cool. I've seen, yeah i've seen the trailer because you know they got the music in there and music is the elite I, the music that. is it yeah that's, now, that's something else I, I, I'm wondering what they're going to do with. Like, do they keep the music that was in the show? Do they... They're doing both. They're not? like, yeah, they, they keep in half an O and then they let the people who made the original music like Yoko, uh, Yoko Kano in the, um, I think it's the, the flashlights. I'm sorry. Don't take my no, let, no, 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 no. I might've got it wrong. I know it's, I know it's Yoko Kano, but whatever the band is, they're, they're doing like it the, and making new stuff. I'm like the most stuff. basic anime lover in the world. Like I know like the essentials, I know like the OGs, but anything after like a certain amount of animes, I'm like, bro, like, I'm not even finna appropriate the culture like that. So I'm, I'm right there with you, for sure. I, I really am. But Bebop is one of those ones where, like, I know how much it means to people, and I've seen it. I've seen it before. So I'm like, you know what? I, I think, I think, and I'm hoping that I that they're going to get that one right. It looks so far so good, but we'll see, though. We'll see, though. You, we, you got every right to hold it. We out. find out this week. It's coming up. Oh, we come out this week? Yeah. Well, okay, Ooh. so by the time people hear this, it'll be... Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It's next week. My, my apology. I'm wrong. Perfect, perfect, week. perfect. I got plenty of time to binge then. So that's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, for sure. Cool. I got plenty of time to binge and catch up on the on the on the original. It's only like twenty three episodes apart. The like the original. It's show. very short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got plenty of time to binge and make sure that I'm like really rocking with it. Well, we're rocking with the Netflix show. But yeah, I, I think that'll be okay. Yeah. Well, uh, to, uh, to get our Space Ghost uh, part of the discussion <laughs> going, I gotta Dude. ask you, man, do you remember the first time you saw Space Ghost? Ooh, yeah, definitely. Do I remember the first time I saw Space Ghost? Man, I, I won't say I, I won't say yes, only because my memory is so trash. But granted, I'm a 93 baby. So I vividly remember being in Atlanta and I want to say, I, I forgot which store it was, maybe which mall it was. There was a mall, there was an outlet like dedicated to like Cartoon Network in and of itself at the time. And I had this crazy Space Ghost Coast to Coast shirt. It was like Space Ghost shooting the ray at Zorak. And your Zorak and your boy uh Motar. And it like dog, it was that was my shirt. Like that was my favorite shirt for so long. My dumb ass ripped it on some like wanting to be Hulk Hogan shit one day. <laughs> Cause you know, wrestling back then was like everything to a kid. I ripped it one day. It's probably one of the biggest regrets I still have to this day was ripping that space ghost shirt. But um remember seeing it for the first time? No. Do I vividly remember it being up way past my bedtime to watch it though? Absolutely. You feel me? That's probably why my life is so screwed and fucked up right now. Cause I stayed up past my bedtime watching a fucking mad home movies, uh, Harvey Birdman, C Lab 2021, all those joints. But there is no adult swim without space ghost. There is no Brian Brown and his sense of sarcasm and understanding of it without space goes. So I want I want to your question, no, but in terms of the impact and like what it meant to me after I after that moment, here I am today talking about it type shit. So absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I have mine my, my experience is kind of similar. I I just remember uh you know this was Space Ghost was before Adult Swim, obviously. Yeah, the, the TB, uh, the whole TBS situation. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I just remember, you know, it feeling like you were seeing something you weren't supposed to see. You know, Bro. like, like you'd, you'd be staying up and you'd catch it. And it was just so bizarre and weird. And the timing was all just so different than a, a regular cartoon. And I was so, literally like, watching the episode before I hopped on just to like, make sure that I was on beat and on the court. And it was the episode where uh, they interviewed Jim Carrey right after The Mask came out. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, this was so awkward. <laughs> like, this shit was so awkward, bro. But yeah, man, they they always found a way to like, to put it in like musical terms, you know, mostly like music is in like four four count and shit. Space Ghost was such a three, four type show to where it was on beat, but even like when they were off or on like the most random of beats where you like catch it, they always had a moment where you're like, how? Like, how was that so effectively funny, stupid, weird, strange? 
right then and there in that moment. Like every every time, because the, the main thing of the Jim Carrey shit, he was like, "Cool, all right." Damn near like every other two minutes, I'm like, "Bro, what?" <laughs> like, <laughs> she was so stupid, bro. He was like, "Can you can, can you make your heart beat out of your chest?" And he, Jim Carrey was like, <laughs> "That's because of the drugs." <laughs> <laughs> And space goes. Drugs are very bad. <laughs> they just carry on, man. I'm like, dude, how did this show even work? <laughs> Literally, how did this show work, bro? But it was, it was so ahead of the time, and it's so ahead of its curve to where I think, I think it was Grantland, Bill Simmons. Uh, joint right before he had like switched off into the ringer and shit i remember or maybe it might have been under the ringer i remember somebody within his staff wrote this very in-depth article about how space goes is like the brainchild of adult swim and just how much it is like the root for pretty much Eric Andre's show. Well, not just only Eric Andre's show, but damn near late night TV in and of itself, too. Okay, so no, Space Space Goes is one of those things where as, as a rapper, as a human being, I'm like, yes, let's talk about this. Fucking new music. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I think what was so interesting about Space Goes too, like at the beginning of the show was like you were talking about kind of like the Jim Carrey interview and like everybody that was doing interviews on the show, they, I think, you know, in their head, they were showing up to Cartoon Network. They weren't showing up to Adult Swim as we know it today. Mm-hmm. And so like they had this sensibility that they were like on a kid's show and <laughs> they were gonna yeah. like, and they, I think, you know, just those interviews, they're just being not, I mean, obviously they're edited, but they're also just being caught off guard by this, Wait, why is this? Why is this cartoon character? These are the types of questions. Or why? It was like, why is this question being asked? And I think that's one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy, but always wondered about with that show was: Do these people actually know that they're talking to a cartoon? Like when they're getting asked these questions, what is the basis scenario of these questions? Because even. You know, I know we'll talk about it later, the Schoolie D episode, which is probably one of my favorites. Zorak throwing off, you know, what you feel about Goody Mo B. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, who asked him that question, like, before it gets edited and Zorak's doing the voiceover and we see it how we see it to where he gets to answer that question, like, I, you know what Zorak knows what he's doing but Space goes. you know what I'm saying like how did that work I always thought that aspect of it was cool because how it looked these artists these entertainers these actors have no idea you know from the outside looking in from what it's like we're getting interviewed by a cartoon again so a lot of their answers and replies fit just how awkward and fucked up that show was but I, I, I've always wondered like damn who asked them those questions so they can reply that way? So it's so fitting in the cutscene within the show. Yeah, that that man, that's a that's a very good point, man. That, that you mentioned it for real. I I remember you know reading about Space Ghost, you know, it, kind of the behind the scenes, and it was it was funny. They, you know, basically they would kind of alternate at times as like you know sometimes it would just be like a speaker 
there'd be a speaker in the room talking to the person. And sometimes really? the person in the full space goes costume. And uh, I think one of the funnier like um, anecdotes of that is there's an episode where Space Ghost is talking to Michael Moore. He, that, you know, the documentarian. That's a, and, that's a top five. That's like a top ten episode. I swear to yeah. God, it is. I vividly remember that it, one. He calls it Was that before or after Columbine? Like, oh, you're some like you're just some intern reading this, <laughs> and it, and they use that in the footage in the actual episode. Yo, the Michael Moore episode is so good. That's a great one. I forgot about dude. They had some heavy hitters on that show. They had Michael Moore. I vividly remember the Hulk Hogan episode. That was uh, a great episode. That's a great episode because I want to say, I'll say it was because Randy, Rad, Randy Savage I mean, was like his dad or his uncle or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, the Moby Dick episode was really, really, really good too. Uh, Moby Dick with the fucking lamp vet head on his head, he was tripping. Um, the Carrot Top episode is super, super good. There's one. Oh my God! What set of twins brothers was he interviewing? Oh, uh, the Hansons. No, what, 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 no, that's that's the singer guys, right? Oh yeah, okay, the singers. Yeah. No, not not those. It's the, it's the comedians. Oh, oh um, they wear glasses. They you talking about the Lucas Bros? Yeah, no, it wasn't the Lucas Bros. No, 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 no. Bob Odenkirk and uh and uh and uh David Cross, maybe maybe i i wish i could remember who those guys were but they're like pretty familiar faces in the comedy world but he was interviewing two of them it might be those guys i, I don't know off the top of my head but that episode in particular they they were right there on the awkward with them and i i, I remember that shit a whole lot like they had some really good guests on for like that era time period to even like to even agree to something like that you know that's you, you got to be crazy a little bit. I think that's one of the funny things, too, is you see, like, at the beginning, it's just the guests have absolutely no clue. And then, like, the last three, four seasons, like, a lot of people are in on it. They get what they're doing. They they know the show. They kind of got – I think that's what you're kind of talking about, like, Bob Odenkirk and uh, David Cross. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, they kind of got it, guys. and we're rolling with it. And I just remember the best joke in that one was, like, Space Ghost is asking him, Cause like that was what was great was like when the guests was like kind of on top of it and weren't just mm-hmm. getting blindsided. And yeah. Space Ghost is like, which one of you is the straight man? And he's like, <laughs> I'm straight and I'm gay. And he's like, Oh wait, no, you're talking about comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And but that, but that, but again, like to the whole like feedy child of Adult Swim, you know, Eric Andre's show is obviously is obviously like the one show that I feel like resonates or like has the most similarities with space goes initially i'm sure a lot of people were like what in the hell was going on but as like later seasons go on you start to see people even though they still don't know what they're getting into but they get in on the joke no they're like okay i'm on an air contract show i don't know what the fuck is gonna happen but i at least know that I'm on this show knowing that all hell can break loose at any moment at any time. And with Space Ghost, you know, shit was way more calm and reserved. But at any moment, you could be stuck like, what am I doing here? It was way <laughs> you know? more awkward. And I think the, the awkwardness of Space Ghost kind of led to 
not only Eric Andre, but the Tim and Eric show. Like, I, I really don't believe oh, yeah. you did the Tim and Eric show without Space Goes Coast to Coast. Absolutely. Yeah. I, there's, I think there's like, there's, like I gotta say, I, I'd had to truly think about it. But if I like were to, and I'm, and I had Space Ghost on DVD. That's how much that show meant to me. At least seasons one through three, I had on DVD for sure. I, I hate that DVD players are then not, not a thing anymore. It's crazy how fast DVDs came and went. That's another topic. But I had, I had, I had seasons one through three on DVD. And if I were to sit and watch them all, there's easily a way to be like, okay, here's Space Ghost Coast to Coast, branch by branch by branch. Here's how each adult swim show and probably damn near each every other like there's probably like a shit ton of tv shows that we're not even thinking about that has some type of old old day or like thank you that they owe the space ghost seriously that show that show like changed the whole game just for being so like random and abrupt like a cartoon from the 60s being a tv host like what <laughs> what drugs what weed did you smoke to think of that bro <laughs> Yeah. it's crazy yeah i think that's uh, what's kind of cool you're talking about like kind of that you know that that through line that exists in tv and mm -hmm. i think when you think tim and eric is a great one just because i think space ghost to me is like the pioneer of the awkward edit the long pause the just like letting stuff breathe and just sort of feeling uncomfortable like that sensibility of comedy uh, like that's something that's always stuck with me, and I just I see it in so much stuff, <laughs> and that's, yeah. that, that that should always go to Space Ghost for absolutely absolutely because you don't get meme from, humor without Space Ghost, man. You can even go to like meme humor today on the internet, dude. On, in my phone alone, there's at least like a solid thirty Space Ghost memes. I'm sure <laughs> memes memes gifs gifs. How you pronounce that damn three letter word? I'm sure there's at least like 30 at the most, but I I've got a few, bro. Whether it's coffee mug, whether it's Zorak blinking, I've got the one where Moby Dick is just with the with the with the lamp hat on in in GIF mode. I've got the episode of Buster Rhymes where the lights are flashing <laughs> and that shit's going on in the background. I got that in in GIF GIF mode, like. He, he, man, like, not then. Now I'm thinking about it. The whole solid pause thing, and he do his little shit with the arm bays where he's like switching hands, like, like, dude, that show was that show's insane. <laughs> I can't believe it worked. <laughs> I I'm sitting here thinking about it, like, wow, I cannot believe that show worked. It's to the point where people were asking for more of it, dude. Like you know, plenty that's more. A great point is just like so much, so many great things. Sometimes, like when you look back in it in retrospect, it's like there's no way, like somebody, you know, when they're explaining this show, to, you know, to the boss that that, 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 that they're gonna think this is work. They're like, this Dude. is gonna come. This is gonna, and then it ends up being brilliant. And, and, and that, like, can you imagine being in that meeting? You I don't know how they pitch that. Dude, that's what I'm, I'm literally just thinking about it. Like, bro, can you imagine being in that being in that meeting and being in that room and you have to, and you're like the head of TBS or, or Turner TV, whatever the hell it is. And there's these guys telling you, okay, we're going to take a very C-list Hanna-Barbera cartoon and turn him 
into the most awkward yet unadulterated at that time, quote unquote, unsisted, however you want to call it, late night TV host that y'all could desire. Like, how do you, how do you even think to yourself and be like, you know what? Besides, besides, like, besides the fact that you're like willing to take a risk, you're not. How do you even think get the mindset to be like, you know what? That's gonna work. Let's run it. Cause I'm sitting here thinking about it right now. If I'm on the other side of the picture, the, the guy pitching it, there's no way in hell. I'm I'm I'm, I'm green lighting this show. There's no <laughs> way. Even in '93, '94, whenever it first debuted, like there's no way I'm like sitting here listening it's to worse you back me. then than right now because right now you, you have the like the retrospect of like oh all of this works and you see but like to take that risk in 93 well, because that show debuted what 90 94 it, I think that was the first year that it aired. that's insane that space ghost has literally been around pretty much my whole entire existence because it was tbs at first for a second and then they switched over to Cartoon Network and Dust Swim, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like, I think what's amazing, too, about Space Ghost is, like, not only did it birth Adult Swim, but it's just, like, it's been, it created so many spinoffs. They did Cartoon Planet. That was, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was, like, the more kiddie show. Hell, Bragg had, had a show for a second. Bragg yeah, show. And yeah. Obviously, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, of course. It's just, it was just amazing how much it birthed, that one show. That one show, man. And so, and again, to sit there and, and, and just to think to be, a, I, I would have, I, like right now, I would love to have been a fly on a fly on a wall in that room when that show was first being pitched. Because whoever greenlighted it, God bless them. They're geniuses for even having the balls to be like, you know what? It's the 90s. <laughs> we're good. this is gonna work somehow like i don't know how but it's gonna work somehow so Pro- props props to them man. anyway <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but, jesus uh, yeah that's i and one thing i always loved about space because i think you know it was it was it was it was speaking to my comedic sensibilities that and it was shaping them too I love that. And I think a part of it too was just, I was a big hip hop head as a kid too. And it was like this one thing outside of, you know, MTV or BET, like the actual channels where, you know, you went for music. It was this one place where like, you got to see hip hop. There was like, he'd have Chuck D on and he'd have Schooly D on, he'd have Ice T on, Buster. Like it was, it was just really cool. Like as a hip hop fan. Yeah. And for me, even at that age, not necessarily knowing where my life and career would take me, though I kind of like had an idea because I, you know, I've always been into the music shit. My my mom sung in church, granny sung, auntie, all those good things. So it, I wasn't necessarily too far away from that career path at all. But to your point, though, um, they were one of the few outside of you know, like you said, the MTV BNTs to take a risk on interviewing guys like this and actually like asking about the cool acts about the time. Again, it's Cooly D episode. It's hilarious. Because you got Zorak of all people. And that's one of the few times one of the few times too where Zorak was like the main interviewer of that episode. Where, you know, 
he asks the question in space and space goes his fucking ego and complex him getting jealous and he eventually zaps him because Zorak took the time to ask him about like Goody Bob and I think like Lynch Mob was another one he asked him about or a couple others. Yeah. You know, I thought that was I thought that was super cool of them. You know what I'm saying? And even in the Buster Rhymes episode is such a trip. I don't even think they asked Bud about rap that here. They just started tripping halfway just through, <laughs> just geeking like halfway through the episode. But to that, but to but to your other point too. I I I had no cable for a lot of for majority of my of my childhood or at least growing up. When we got it, it was fire. So I, I spent a lot of time watching Seinfeld, Simpsons, King of the Hill, um, Frasier, even like super dry humor. Well, not, not like dry humor, but like relatable everyday humor. Space Ghost had a way to like take those elements and spin it while also being as current as they could with whoever they were talking to and throw that whole like awkward feng shui on it that you get whenever like Jerry and uh what's the other what's the, what's the little short dude uh that was what's, what's, what was George's oh, name Costanza. yeah what was that fucker's name on the damn show bro oh my god I'm so I no, no, you talking about you talking about George Costanza? Yeah, what was his name on the show? Was it George? Oh, oh man, yeah, George Costanza on, on Seinfeld. Yeah, on Seinfeld, that was his name. He was he was just George on that show. Wow, yeah. I'm slaw for that dude. But like, even when like they got their little moments where they're like arguing and debating, like you could see a bit of like Space Ghost and Zorak right there, and even to an extent, even to an extent, like. Multi is kind of like Seinfeld's uh what's the crazy motherfucker? Kramer. Oh Kramer, yeah. Not not as not as out the out, out not as erratic as Kramer by any means, but like when he pops up, when he shows up, you get in a funny moment. You get in something like unique every time. And I also like the fact that Motar was super he was almost like the one that get every, all the guests comfortable for some reason. I don't know how, but Motar was always that one that like that, that asked the most civil yet awkward questions. Like, so do you got a dog? <laughs> and then you get this like random two minute segue of Motar talking to some celebrity about the dumbest shit, and then there they go, they got to deal with Space Ghost. But yeah, definitely shaped my whole like sense of humor awkwardness because at, at that time like looking back at it that wasn't quote-unquote dark humor well, well like looking back at it like now that, that wouldn't be considered dark humor but at that point in time that was probably like some of the most raunchy <laughs> unadulterated left field shit you was getting at that time man and now it seems so like it's it, oh my god that seems so civil compared to what we got today, son. But no, that that show, yeah, that it definitely, definitely shaped a whole generation of kids who was way past up their bedtimes, way of thinking, way of laughing, like humor that the average person would laugh at, but we get it for somehow. And then the fact that, like you said, they were willing to, you know, at that time, 
as hip hop is growing and developing, they they were talking to some cats that, you know, Buster was on the up and up for sure. Ice T, a legend at that time. Schooly D, if you know, you know. And just the fact that Zorak was the one who was able to talk to him on a like hip hop head, the hip hop head basis of all things, which I thought was cool too, because Zorak was the only one who played any type of music or instruments within that whole realm. So of course it's gotta be Zorak that's gonna be the one to be like Goody Mo B. <laughs> Goody, Goody Mo B. That's what you, you know. So yeah, they they did a good job of like incorporating as much pop culture as they can while also damn they're making fun of pop culture in and of itself too. Oh yeah. I mean you know, on, on like a very surface level, it's a parody of a talk show. Yeah, and, and I think that I think that was what was kind of fun too, as a you know, when especially when you're young, is like you just you get like this very basic view of what the talk show is. Like the guest walks out, they get interviewed, whatever. And that was kind of what was fun about Moltar was you were seeing the director. You know, you you're seeing the guy behind the camera, behind the scenes, yeah. the camera, and it was just. And like you said, it was it was also just a very it was a very left brain show. It was like it was going, and so there would be people who just didn't get it at all. Like it wasn't landing at all. But it was like when you did get it, it was like you felt a kind of community with a fellow Space Ghost viewer. And again, I was like I said, I, I watched I watched the Jim Carrey episode before I got on, just to be like, man, spend a minute since I watch it. Let me make sure that I I enjoy it as much as I talk about it. And I'm giggling the whole, I'm geeking the whole time because they're not doing anything, but just, just just making it like the most absurd, random questions that are somehow on point and on topic with who they're interviewing, but just asking shit that is like, how do I answer this? (laughs) Like, how do I really sit here and answer this? Especially at that time, knowing or not knowing that this is going to be presented as me talking to a cartoon. <laughs> like, that's just, that's insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. But it worked. It it worked. And it honestly, I, I, I enjoy talk shows more so because of it, man. And I'd, I would much rather do, like, nowadays, I'd much rather do an Eric Andre before I do a Breakfast Club. <laughs> even, 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 even knowing that Eric Andre is going to try to belittle me, scare the shit out of me, all that. I would much, I mean, much rather do that than I would go do a do a Breakfast Club interview, hands down, without a question. Because that's just more of my like my sneeze. I think one of the few things about me that I don't get to express is just how like corny I can be, and how just very like like. I guess I guess you can call it nerdy. I don't I don't want to call it that, but stuff like this I could talk about all day. I could give a shit about the motherfucking Real Housewives of Atlanta. I could give a fuck about whatever E or People Magazine is talking about. Let's talk about some motherfucking Space Ghost and Harvey Birdman. You will get the best content time jokes out of me you could possibly get so nah I I, I totally appreciate them especially at that time too because you got what Leno you got Letterman 
the talk show wars. Coney. Yeah, talk, talk show wars was going crazy at that time. At that time, and I'm and I'm a kid then, so I don't necessarily understand it, but I, I do know just how big it was to have a slot, a moment to you know bring in the top actors, actresses, entertainers in the world at the time. And Space Ghost not only found a way to bring people to that world and to that realm, but they also got a, like I said, we've been talking about it, they got a really good cast of people to like be down with such a zoinky idea, bro. That 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 in of itself at the height of that is is is, is pretty is, is is big, man. We 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 I'm so glad we're giving Space Ghost this flowers for real. Even Steve Nash went on Space Ghost. Like it's insane. And I and I and I can't even I can't even begin to imagine like the athletes that I'm probably leaving out within this scenario. Because I, I I didn't even know that Steve Nash was on Space Ghost. I'm gonna go find that episode as soon as I hang up on this old shit, bro. Like what? He was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I believe, bro. I, I, bro, Steve Nash is such a straightforward, cool. I, I'm sure Steve Nash probably didn't even smoke weed, bro. So I, I, I just know he was probably in that bitch. Like, bro, what am I doing here? <laughs> just know it. Steve Nash on Space goes. Wow, I got to find that episode ASAP. That's crazy. I think one of my top guests is like talking about those late night wars. Was Conan was my favorite late night host, and so. And to me, like Conan was that same type of style, like not, you know, obviously not, not the exact same, but just kind of that left field and everything. He's of, he's of that branch. He's of that world for sure. And so Conan shows up and like, it just feels like he's in it and like gets it, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, but it, and they're, but they're still trying to push his buttons. And so it's just, the whole episode is about. It's a <laughs> it's big, like, it's like, a, it's like, it's like a, almost like, a, it's like, a, it's like a conflict of inches because. He's like one of the few who was on top of it the whole way through. And they did a really good job with the cutscenes. And man, I dude, I've got to go watch the space goes after I get done with this. I I totally forgot how much I love that damn show. But yeah, Conan, Conan was was on top of it big time. And he he's he he's in the thick of that of that talk of that, of that late talk war too, wasn't he, huh? Mm-hmm. Cause he he had a show, right? Yeah, yeah. He was li- doing late night then. But it wasn't it wasn't on one of the, like the major broadcasting channels, was it? Yeah, it was NBC back then. Yeah. Really? Conan was on NBC. Yeah, after Lena. Oh, really? Yeah, the late the late night one, the one that the, the one super that late one. To, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you because you got like the main one like right after the news channel that the news station goes off, and then you got the one is like if I'm still up, I'm still right. watching this shit. Mm, okay, it's crazy how Conan went from that to. Damn, I don't even think Conan O'Brien is that funny, too. That's the crazy part about it. And I'm sitting here, I don't mean to make it about Conan, but I don't know if Conan O'Brien that funny for real. Like, he funny, but late, late night to major late night funny? Yeah, let me do my research on that one. I don't need no Conan O'Brien stands after me after this interview. Like, you don't like Conan O'Brien? I can't believe you. Like, nigga, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I'm that Conan O'Brien. Stand. Yeah, definitely yeah. is that guy. I'm the, that's what the, this him and Space Ghost. Those are my guys. You got to put me on game with the Conan, man, bro. Because because if, if he's even remote, like 
I, he he was really good in that Space Ghost episode. Fair enough, from what I remember too. He he was on it, but damn, Connie was that funny for real. <laughs> That's crazy to even consider because Conan was like, like at that point in time, from what I remember, like I said, I was a kid, kid. He was like the afterthought of all of those other guys. Like he was like, I, I can't take you seriously as a late night host. You know what I'm saying? Am, am I wrong? For, am I wrong for thinking that? Oh no! Like that was the you know I, I think that was part of the like the outsiderness of it. You know what I mean? It was like he mm. wasn't the traditional late night style. And so it's like, okay, okay. It was another one of those like if you got it, you got it kind of things. Right, right, right. And and I guess him and him and Space goes collide and just makes that whole situation that much more substantial because it allows him to not only be in an environment where you don't think he's comfortable but he's more than comfortable but he gets to show his wit his character his resilience in the moment where more times than not a lot of guests on that show I won't say fold it but they're like okay what the hell am I doing here at this point you know they definitely broke character for sure yeah definitely broke character for sure one of the best and and it's only like so few that didn't too so yeah yeah, one of those best moments of like just a guest being like overwhelmed was um there's a Tyra Banks episode. And and you know, it's like you know, so we know her now as like she's just very gregarious and outgoing, like just always talking. And like this episode, Space Ghost is just like she's completely silent and like unable to come up with answers for space. Why have I not seen it? Like I probably have, but why do I not remember? Oh my! Dude, she was visibly so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like Jeez. the way she's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Carrot top, Carrot top got out of character too. Carrot top legit started turning red. I remember that like it was. I, I remember that like it's nothing. Carrot top was like, I'm not even sure if I'm a comedian anymore after a certain point. <laughs> I love that. That's crazy. I'm gonna have to watch a Tyra episode. Oh yeah, Tyra episode, the Connor episode on my to do list for sure. Because I, damn, now, dude, I did, one thing yeah, I Tyra remember. on there. Yeah, Tyra, and that's a, and that's a, that's almost like in her prime, Tyra. Oh yeah, this is like this is like right when she, you know, like blown up. And this is and this is before Top Model for sure. So mm-hmm. that that's like she's still. D model Tyra Banks, yeah. Woo. <laughs> that, how did they? And that's another thing too. Before you get into the next question, it's like, how did they pull half of these guests off? Now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, we talking about we just got done talking about an Echo Height Tyra Banks. We got a ascending, couldn't be hotter Jim Carrey, especially right after the mask. Like he damn near couldn't miss. Um. Fresh in the WCW NWO Hulk Hogan, like that had shifted not only like that 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 shifted the wrestling world as, as as a whole. So man, he wow, damn, Space Ghost was ahead of the curve, boy. Jesus Christ, that's that's insane to think about. He was man, kudos to those guys, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Tyra Banks, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I and I think like speaking of of those guests as as we mentioned Schooly D earlier, and I think it's it's fun to kind of trace him too because 
to me, that's sort of the origin of Adult Swim becoming such a hip hop kind of focused network is we get Schooly D, like who would think to get Schooly D, you know, like of, of anybody, but there he goes, he appears on Space Ghost and then ends up doing the music and the voiceovers on uh, on Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which becomes the franchise, basically. Yeah, that, which is like one of those like adult swim Mount Rushmore's. And I even had to do my research on it after that. Like, damn, Schooly D, like that episode led to led to that. I, I did my research was like, like right before I got on. Like, damn, Schooly D did that. But yeah, I, I think I remember the pilot episode of Aqua Teen being like, yo, what? And like, what? <laughs> What is this meatball doing here, bro? But yeah, that ep- that ep- like I said, and we talked about it a couple times tonight. That episode was so good because again, you got Zorak being like the main host, and that's that's very or like the main interview, and that was I won't say it was far and few, but that one in particular, like the chemistry between him and Schooly D, and the way that they presented it was elite spot on man and for that to be the catalyst for you know one of the greatest adult swim shows of all time it that that's that's forward thinking at its best bro you don't really get much more better than that and you don't get more full circle than that either true truthfully speaking man because YouTube for a second had damn near all the episodes just right there in like a 60, 70 bit like video mix. And that was one of those ones where I always went back to because I always laughed at the whole Goody Mo B. What you know about him? <laughs> you know, it's good. He's like, Zorak's a better host than you. You should probably like step your shit up, space girl. <laughs> so yeah, I, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, he was, he was like, damn, Space Ghost, you, you kind of tripping. You slack it, you know. And Space Ghost was like, you want to hear my raps? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, and that they sucked. Amazing. It was they so sucked. amazing about that because it's like, you know, and then, you know, the Brack show got spun off of that. And, uh, you know, CeeLo did a, a guest voice on the Brack show. I had the Brack saw soundtrack at one point in time in my life, bro. <laughs> Nice. That's how dedicated of a fan I was to that show, man. That shit was, and that shit wasn't even nearly as funny as Space Ghost. But just the fact that Bragg was able to shine and show off for a little second, I'm like, dude, they have really found some staying power with this show. They really, really have, and it just allowed them to breathe. It, it, it allowed it allowed Adult Swim and Turner to segue into what's essentially like. For us, gold in Adult Swim, when you got, again, Harvey Birdman, C-Lab 2021, Home Movies, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, you got Toonami that is just, you know, booming every Saturday night. You start to get shows such as, I'm trying to think what was like right after, like, those got established. Venture um, Bros came around. Venture yeah. Bros, uh, Super Jail. Metal, Super Jail, Metal Apocalypse. Uh, I love Squidbillies. Squidbillies. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. Big love to Squidbillies. Um, and funny enough, Squidbillies made their appearance on like the spinoff of Space Ghost, which was like 
the anime talk show, which was yeah. where they had like Meatwad going there forever. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. And honestly, if Space Ghost isn't successful, I don't know if anime becomes as big in the West because then they don't get to do Toonami. Yeah. Like, because you, you just, because just the idea of like, there's a cartoon t- talk show host like that. Because at that point in time, that if you if you don't get Cartoon Network, there aren't many, if any, cartoons on that late at night. So for this for so for this one, like that, that I think I, I'm still stuck on that idea, even of itself. Like this is a cartoon character interviewing real life people, and it allows kids like us to grow up and be like, wow, we've got somebody that we could kind of sort of relate to asking these cool people that we know questions and stuff like that, even though these questions don't make no sense and this moment and this shit doesn't make any sense. But you see that and somehow you connect and relate because we we grew up in a prime, and I mean prime cartoon era, bro. Like, you can't get much better than 90s Nickelodeon, 90s Cartoon Network. And you find a, and again, you find a way to take, because Space Ghost in the 60s and 70s compared to Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, like the, like the, the cast that Hanna-Barbera and them was rolling out and you decide to take Space Ghost of all people to be your voice of representation for late night TV, that in and of itself is a huge risk because... I'm sure it could have hit crazier if you put Fred Flintstone in that position, maybe. But it but, doesn't get yeah. as wild if you do that. They don't get as much freedom. Yeah. No, no. Because because you how how many people did they interview legitimately were like, you know what, I watched Space Ghost <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> you, you Far and few, bro, far and few. Because I've only seen like maybe 10 original Space Ghost episodes. And it's kind of hard. I can't lie. I kind of they're I not lie. bad. They're OG, not bad. OG Space, OG Ghost, Space is Ghost is nice. It's nice, bro. And, and that's a concept that's slick ahead of its time too, even in and of itself. But when you got Scooby Doo, when you got uh, what, what was what's another one? Fucking wacky races. Like <laughs> Space Ghost is so like bottom tier compared to everything else that was rolling out, and to take that risk. And then let me be like, you know what? This is going to be our guy. Like, that's, it's so genius, bro. It's really, really innovative and, and ahead of the curve. But damn, man, what a show. <laughs> what a show. I'm over here geeking. Like, what a show that was, bro. For real, for real. Even as a kid, even when I didn't understand it, I just knew it was like, all right, this is different, man. This is different. So, hell yeah, man. I think that's one thing that always sticks to me about Space Ghost is the other show I, I, I like to like Rocco's Modern Life. Those two, like, I loved them as a kid, but, like, as an adult, I, it's like I go back and I'm, like, appreciating them so much more than I did, you know. And like, I think even, and even to Rocco's, that's the same guy who created SpongeBob, and I'm pretty sure he had to take something from space goes he had to there's no way there's no way he doesn't because just that like sense of awkward relatability that you get from both of those shows 
it's it's second to none, especially with something like Rocco's Modern Life, because we're, we're, like I said, we're, we're kids when that show was on, so we're laughing at it, we're you know we're joking along with it, but it's some it's some heavy, deep, everyday relatable adulthood shit in that show. You know what I'm saying? And this is like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six, and so you just damn. I never thought about the Rocco's and Space Ghost compatibility. That's deep on the lowest of keys. That's slick deep. And it makes a whole, 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 whole lot of sense in terms of shows that are meant for quote unquote everybody. But if you actually sit down and take what you're getting at face value and dig deep, you're like, wait, this is way more than just how folk are seeing this, how folk are taking this. And Rocco's was definitely one of those shows early on where, you know, it, it was far removed from Rugrats and from uh, what else was big at that point in time? Doug. And hey Doug. Arnold. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold was like that, but it was, it was truly like, you know, more of the story is kids for all that shit. Rocco's, nah. Rocco's definitely had some adult innuendos in there where you like, hmm, I probably shouldn't be watching this, but I could use this at some point in my life. I don't know when. I don't know where. I don't know how. But the only shows that Nickelodeon had that took chances was Rocco's, like Ren and Stimpy and maybe Angry Beavers. Those are like the only three really hey, that, that go I, there. I loved me some Angry Beavers. I legitimately love this Maggie Beavers. An elite theme song, too. Great, 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 great theme song. And that's another thing we ain't even talked about with Space Ghost. That, that guitar riff. Oh, my God. Every time you hear that, that old crazy-ass lady voice. Nah, bro, that very, like, it was, it was almost hard to, like, not tune in when you hear that music. It's like, oh shit, is Rachel's gonna come on? Say, let's glue the, in. The theme song was amazing. And that theme song that was, was crazy. And that was one of those too, like another one where later in life, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy, Sonny Chirac, made the theme song. Let me go see what his stuff is. And so I'm like, I go down this whole wormhole of like, jazz fusion rock that I never even knew existed. And I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna do my research because I had no idea that she did that 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 theme song until now. And I can't wait to go like I'm saying I've got so much digging and deep diving to do once this is over. I cannot wait, y'all. But yeah, I I, you hear that guitar riff for me, it's almost like hearing the school bell ring. Go go we out of school. Say less. Damn, the Power Rangers theme song just came on. You hear that guitar riff. It's like it's like one for me. It's like one of those things that's synonymous with childhood. You hear that. You hear that lady get to singing. You hear that Power Ranger guitar riff. Or you hear the and Dexter's Laboratory. You hear the Dexter's Laboratory bells and xylophones. I'm like, okay, I know what I should be doing, but here's what I'm about to do. <laughs> no matter what, bro. Hell yeah. That theme song was crazy. And then, and also, too, that doesn't get talked about enough. Now that I'm thinking about it, probably because I, I couldn't talk about it, the animations of that of that show. Like, when the, when the show first pops off, you got, like, the moon. You got the space ghost, like, coast-to-coast thing, like, flashing and fluttering. You got that crazy, like, 
first person view as you're like running through the office, going through the hall, and you bust through and space goes like finally like vanishes from thin air into the show. I think I, I honestly I have I, I think uh at one point Chappelle showed the episode like that where he he popped it off like with that like behind the behind the uh behind the curtains and all yada yada I'm gonna zoom through this shit there and I'm gonna meet y'all at the front of the stage shit. So it, it just again for for something to take a cartoon and to be so innovative and now damn near if not every talk show at least one other talk show like you name one you can baby skip like, ah, maybe but like one and the other like there there's some space ghost influence in there somewhere like that that goes to show you and that show got canceled like damn like three or four times too <laughs> that's another thing about it like the original tbs run went as long as it did Got canceled, got cut up. Adult Swim picked it up. It got canceled on Adult Swim. They brought it back. They even did some newer episodes, like towards like that mid to late two thousands. Yeah, like, with, like, just goes and to they, with like Zoe Saldana on the Avatar run, like they had a yeah. bunch of like late twenty ten stuff that was. Just, they brought like, they brought it back. Yeah. It was a little weird. I, I, the the twenty ten stuff just was a little weird. Yeah, not like, the same. Not the same. Like for they were kind of like commercials almost. And not not the same at all. But just the simple fact that. You know, they knew, or at least they didn't forget what it, they didn't forget where it came from. I have nothing but the utmost respect and admiration for Cartoon Network and Turner for all of understanding. Like, you know what? This this is this is content that it might not make sense to the average person, but to our day ones, our homegrown fans, this is going to work because. You know that there's no that we they're not who they are. We're not who we are without this type of content. So I I, I definitely remember those like random commercial quirks where they was using Space Ghost as like promo, which advertising Quiznos and stuff. Yeah, and like the different movie trailers. I was like, oh no, <laughs> it, it 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 stinks now that I, that I mention it, but it's like you know what. Who who better to to do these type of things than like the one guy you take such a, a tremendous chance on for real for real, dude? It's crazy. Yeah, I always I was I was always cool with it because I was like, oh well, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost, gets a check. <laughs> that's that's cool with me. You know, and he's and he's still doing stuff too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They, they were just uh. Like when the new the new Squidbilly season, you know they uh, they had to change the voice early, and uh, you know to to Tracy Morgan, and they were doing like parodies of who would be the new voice, and one of them was George Lowe did a parody. That's crazy. That yeah, he he's got a he's got a voice so recognizable now. I'm sure he probably good forever on Space Ghost. God bless him for that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a check check because every time they come on. Anytime anybody hear you talk, they're like, "Oh my god!" Like you, yeah, I, I gotta meet him one day. I wonder what he's doing right now. That the, the cameo, you know, you. Get... <laughs> I need, I need, I need. He is I need, on cameo. I need George Lowe narrating my next album. That's <laughs> that's what I. That would need. be amazing. That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's, 
like speaking of that that hip hop influence, though, I, I think what's kind of cool as we we're talking about, you know, that tracing of space ghosts. Lennon mentioned that the the perfect air for an, the anime talk show, the the skit they did where it's like space ghost hosted. That was yeah. that was for perfect hair forever, and that had MF Doom doing a voice on it. And then MF Doom does the Danger Doom album with the whole space swim and shit like that. On it and stuff like that. And I just think that was kind of amazing because you know we're thinking about just what Adult Swim meant to like hip hop and what it still means to hip hop is like that was the only channel where you were gonna get like <laughs> MF Doom content. Like that's what yes. you got that from. And 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 got and first and foremost, rest in peace to Doom for sure, for sure, which that even sounds crazy to even say, but I, I again, uh, uh, congrats and 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 applause and respect to anybody who was working behind the scenes and was even like a hip hop head at that time because you know we're thinking what's it that's like late nineties early two thousands mm-hmm. your biggest artists are like Jay Z, DMX, Ja Rule and stuff like that to even want to highlight and broadcast folks of the doom realm and world and to the point where uh, you know Aaron McGruder even had like doom in a boondocks episode and such like that of that nature you know you can't <sighs> dude I, I'm damn I did not realize how substantial a Space Ghost's impact was mm. I remember mean, just sitting here talking to you about it. I'm like wow they were they had a hand in stuff that I'm sure they probably couldn't even imagine having a hand in, you know, that's, that's crazy in and of itself to think about too. And then of course you get probably one of my favorite part of it though, swim is the whole of bumps and shit like that. And I'm sure doom was behind a lot of those. And, and you know, like that. Lion Lotus, that's how I discovered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same here, same here for sure. A lot of Danny Browns on those bumps too. Man, love me some Danny. Danny's one of my favorite rappers, crazy enough, dude. When Danny dropped, I remember when Danny, because first and foremost, shout out to John Gotti, whole smoking section, that whole crew, Tinsley doing some amazing things right now. Uh David, David is is always is always been one of like one of the better pins. But I vividly remember when uh the hybrid dropped. I was big on the whole blog era, shit like that. I just remember like listening to it. And I think I heard one of those beats on an adult swim bump. And I'm like, <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? This is happening right now. So yeah, I again to to take a to take a risk on like underground hip hop at that time. That's big. That's real, 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 real big. That's huge, man. And you couldn't ask for like a better, like mainstream underground face than than Doom at that time. You know, you you couldn't ask for a better representation of what Adult Swim was trying to go for and what they were trying to get off, and to successfully, you know, do that while also being like the what's the, what's the label that uh Flyers got like Brain Feeder is that the one? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know, like to 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 be like the catalyst to get that that get that going and get that started. So where now, you know, Vince Stables, Vince Stables is on like a Dust Swim Festival and 
Freddie Gibbs is yeah, like say, Gibbs this guy. Is definitely on there. I remember the first time I heard of Gibbs, Pinata was a, on a bump, I think. They they do they push the living shit out of Pinata, but that was so cool to see though. Yeah, run the, that was that was that was, we was got great. Adults went to thank for run the jewels. Run the yep. jewels, yeah, man. So that you know, again, Space Coast being willing to go interview Buster Rhymes and geek out with him for a couple of seconds and have lights <laughs> randomly strobing and flashing to holla at Schooly D. Um I see, and I feel like we're forgetting some acts too. Like I, I that those can't be like the like those are like the main ones. There was like there was one episode where like Meth Method Man's like briefly on there. <laughs> yeah, you know, multiple guests. <laughs> so like that is it, you know that that's 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 big to even that's big to do, man. That's big to do, and that is just so forward thinking of everybody at Turner to understand and like okay, hip hop is like hip hop is becoming a thing to where like even if we can't even fit in where we, we can't even get in where we fit in. Cause I think I, I vividly remember like the Sprite Wu-Tang Voltron commercials at that time and shit like that. Mm. Um, even if we can't get in right then and there, there is a space, there is a lane, there are voices that aren't being heard. But there are also voices again to that Sprite Voltron thing that like these rappers, these folk love, cartoon is just as much as we do how do we find a way to really dial in together and group them with each other and adult swim is not only that not only did that and was doing that then but they've mastered it to the point where don't doesn't adult swim like didn't they have a label at this point mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah up on uh william street yeah like that's forward thinking and in and, and a, and a cool way to like better advance like your problems and shit like that but also let the world know that like yo we actually give a fuck about this shit. And we was giving a fuck about it way before it was quote unquote cool to give a fuck about it, you know? It's big. When, Brian, thank you so much for taking the time to chat Space Ghost with us. It was great talking to you. Oh, man. Thank y'all for having me, bro. Like, I'm about to go take a shower and eat because I'm fresh off work. Like, I just got home and instantly hopped on this car and, and was so excited about it, but I didn't realize, like, I just woke up like the inner child in me so crazy. I gotta be at work at 10 tomorrow, but I'm probably not going to bed till two or three, because I'm finna find all the Space Ghost content I can get. So, Justin, Mr. Burton, thank y'all so much. And let's just keep in touch and let's just, let's have like a, let's just have like a, a smoke over some, some Space Ghost soon, man. That'd be fire. For sure, for sure. <laughs> got to get down to I got to get down to Texas, man. And really quick before I go, I got to chop on real quick. I'm sorry that it had to happen to your boys like that, Justin. I really did. I, I really <laughs> am. I was nervous about it. I really was. Don't get me wrong. Y'all, y'all got some hitters out there. Correa is crazy. Altuve might be the greatest short human that ever existed. Um, <laughs> Alvarez. Man, don't give the men no flowers, man. The dudes lost, yeah. man. Some bones. Uh, listen, no, 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 no. Get them no, no, out of no. here. Uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. And 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 you're talking to somebody, and I got a friend who can vouch for this, right? And I don't say this out loud now because we want it, but I can vouch for this. I call Braves and Six. And it's strictly because the one thing that the Red Sox did not do that we did was take advantage of having runners in score position. We didn't do the greatest job in the world of it, but when it counted, it fucking counted. The Red Sox, on the other hand, they had chance after chance after chance 
to bring in those runs, and they did not. And the thing is, when you got to line up that full of guys from Bregman, Carrera, Altuve, Alvarez, um, Guriel, like you cannot let them. You you have you have to just put numbers on the board, bro. You have to put numbers on the board. You cannot let them rest. Red Sox didn't, and then the Red Sox didn't hit the hitters like 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 we did, bro. It, it, Braves, Space Ghost, ATL, ho. <laughs> and I'm from the Ville, so I shouldn't even be hollering that shit out. But ATL, ho, for sure. It's fitting because I mean, hey, uh, Adult Swim is in Atlanta, so I mean, yeah, man. <laughs> full, if full circle, if bro. To anybody, it might as well be the Braves. Man, listen, I, I owe you some Space Ghost merch for this one, bro. I swear to God. I, I got to find out where you get that shirt from. That's insane. Oh, yeah. Daylight Curfew. Daylight Curfew. Is that in Atlanta or is that like an online site? No, that's a website. Go check it out. It's fire. I checked it out before we started. It's hard. <laughs> Daylight Curfew. Say, listen, I'm going to go beat it, man, for sure. Again, I, I thank y'all for having me. I appreciate being like a big-ass kid for a good hour and some change, bro. It's always necessary. So thank oh. y'all. Thank y'all. Big time. Oh, thank you for doing it. And uh, you want to, you know, run down where people can find your music and keep up with you? Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, B-R-I-A-N. Because anybody who spells Brian with a Y is a weirdo. Brian Brown. Uh, Apple, uh, let's see, Instagram, Twitter, uh, World of Brown, W-O-R-L-D-O-F-B-R-O-W-N, all together, all lowercase. I only spell it out because I guess my Southern draw has people think I say Word of Brown instead of World of Brown. But yeah, man, check me out. Follow me there. Journey out now. Been out since last year. Best album of 2020. New music is on the way. I won't give y'all too much, but Ivy, Mr. Burton, hit my line. We can figure some shit out. I'll tell y'all some stuff, man. So, again, glad to be on the pod. I appreciate it. And y'all go watch me damn Space Ghost. Be as, jubi- be as joyful and as jubilee as I am about life, about Space Ghost as you can be about life, big time. That's my only advice for today. Thanks again for doing it. Thank y'all, man. Appreciate it. Y'all be easy, man. Love. All right. What a great conversation with Brian. So glad we could talk about Space Ghost in depth like that. Always glad to talk about Space Ghost anytime I get a chance to. So we had to do it on the pod. Lynn. Very fun conversation. Thoughts you had on a Space Ghost? Yeah, man, just we we talked about it. Like, I think for me, not only the hip hop stuff, but like really the anime stuff, because like you don't get Dragon Ball Z, a lot of the stuff that really happens because of Toonami. And that doesn't come up, come about without Space Ghost and the popularity of it and it being successful. So Turner's like, okay, this works. So, yeah, we'll go get Japanese cartoons and play them in America. Sure. Let's see if that works. And it, it without Space Ghost, a lot of stuff today doesn't happen. So I, I owe a lot to Space Ghost. Absolutely. And uh, no, no listener lanyard for this week because we have a very simple recommendation considering the topic of the episode. Go watch Space Ghost. If you if you already loved it, we want you to watch, revisit it. And if you never checked it out, it's time to check it out. It's on HBO Max right now. They've got all the seasons. I think a few episodes are missing because of like copyright stuff. But uh, you can get the you can get pretty much all of the full gist uh, in there. And it's just one of the funniest shows 
of all time. And we wouldn't have Aquacine Hunger Force and Harvey Birdman and Eric Andre and Tim and Eric. None of that would exist without Space That, that whole catalog is over on HBO Max. So once you check out Space Ghost, just go through the Adult Swim catalog. Oh, yeah. And then uh, if you need a little music, go revisit that Danger Doom album. He's got two. He's got a whole track about Space Ghost Coast to Coast and another one with uh, Brack on it. <laughs> all right. Thank y'all so much for listening to us this week. We'll be back at another episode of Never Less Nail very soon. Until next time, peace. Peace.